Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur's Podcast. I'm Justin Bazaar. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. And today we have back with us Must Catch Todd Summers from Chicago, Illinois. How are you doing today, Todd? Doing great, Justin. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. And and Todd, I know this is a part two, and I encourage everyone to go back and listen to part one of the podcast where we talk. But since then, I've I've sort of I've had your products delivered to the house. I ordered off on Amazon, which was actually a great experience. But before we dive into it, I just want you to sort of touch upon um, you know your experience and why you started Much Catch again, and exactly what is Much Catch. Yes. Well, I, I tell you, it's it's a combination of a uh, career, sort of a second career in a way that that uh, we got into this. Uh, I have a uh, another business which is involved in uh, some electrical electronic components, but I have always been a person who has enjoyed mustard and ketchup. It's uh, it's just one of those things and. Uh, along the way, I've, uh, I've also, uh, been involved with sports and a lot of sporting events over the years. And I, I seriously stood in line one too many times, uh, with, with a hamburger or a hot dog or something and looking to, to get some mustard and ketchup on it. And it just seemed that it struck me at one point that uh, why hadn't somebody combined uh, the flavors of these two wonderful condiments called ketchup and mustard. And I started experimenting a little bit with it, uh, literally in my kitchen. Uh, and my wife, Ann, my wife of 40 years, and we, uh, we uh, experimented with it and uh, came up with some taste profiles that we really enjoyed. And I did a lot of research and I couldn't find anybody who had done it. And I got together with a, a, a master chef in Chicago named Charlie Baggs. And Charlie Baggs has a company, Charlie Baggs Culinary Innovations. And we talked about it and I told him the concept that we had. And, uh, and he thought it was something that uh, he, he readily understood but had not seen himself in all his years. And he helped uh, develop the three products which we have, which we call the original, zesty, and smoke. And those three separate uh, products, condiments, have the ingredients of mustard and ketchup uh, as a base, but then each of them have a separate uh, taste profile. And uh, Charlie was wonderful with uh, my brother, Scott, who's also involved with the company. And uh, he, Charlie liked it so much that we invited him to join us in this, in this business. And uh, my wife and I have six children not so many, not so much children anymore. They're all young adults and uh, they, they each uh, contributed in their own way to what we call summer's family must catch in that they were uh, some original taste uh, testers on the product and were uh, 
So that's that's basically how it began. And that was that was about six years ago uh, that we kind of took it from a concept to a development stage. And we actually introduced it into the market last year through Amazon uh, and then have been concentrating on the Chicago area market uh, for the last six months. And I mean, I'm going to, I guess I've got to ask because I've got, I have so many things going on in my head right now. It's um, one of the things that I, and I've received the product now, as I mentioned earlier, but I, one of the things I really love is the way you came up with the packaging uh, on the bottle itself. I, I, I want to get into the shipping packaging as a separate topic, but mm-hmm. I like the color coding. And I don't think it, a lot of people realize how important color differentiation is on the product if it's going on a shelf or even if someone's searching on the internet or even the importance of when I go to our pantry in our house, the color means to me. Like I know that purple and is the zesty and I know that the red is the smoked and the green is the original. And obviously I pick mine accordingly um, off of that. But I think just when the design of it was done, color coding it and not just sticking a different name on it was so important. I've seen a lot of food products and companies or entrepreneurs just change the name and not take the time to change the color. And the color is the thing we actually identify with first. And not the words, not the letters. We tend to read, not last. I mean, I got to tell you, it's why red red lights are red and yellow lights are yellow and green lights are green. They don't have any words on them because we react to the color originally. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I just think it's so well done. And I want to give compliments to that because I like the bottle. I like the way it's packaged. I like the labels on it. I like... Even the lettering, if it's smoke, it's in red, the the word that says smoke. If it's original, it's in green, it says it. And if it's in, it's zesty, it's purple, and it says it zesty and purple. And so, I mean, did you guys, I would, I mean, I have to assume it was intentional when you did it that way. Well, first of all, thank you so much for those compliments, uh, because indeed there was a lot of time and effort and thought that went into that and uh to hear to hear you uh sort of go through the litany of of uh of attributes that we hoped would would be important uh you're you're kind of helping to verify that they are important and uh, thank you for that the uh the label was uh was a combination of my brother Scott, and uh, also we have another uh, key member of the team, uh, Ron Farnham, who is uh, uh, has a company, Damon Jackson, in Chicago, which is a branding company. And so we had the benefit of his background and expertise to help us uh, kind of run through the the do's and don'ts of, of, of branding, but the color coding was a real specific thought that we had to, to do just what we hoped you had mentioned, 
And that is that, you know, from a distance, you don't have to read the label to, to know which product it is, which condiment it is. And, and that, that definitely was done by design. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Um, and so, I mean, I want to get back to, you know, the flavors. I mean, for me, I like the smoke the most, but Zesty was a close second. And then the original, um, and, and I've said it to you before, I don't, I'm not a ketchup person. I don't ever eat ketchup. It's, it's something I don't like, actually, if I were to be honest. But I really sure. like this. And the times I do eat ketchup, they're usually mixed on a hamburger with mustard. Um, and yeah. that's just the way it comes. And, and that's okay with me. But this, what you've done is you've created something, I feel like, where, you know, it's a person like, maybe there's a person that doesn't like mustard or a person that doesn't like ketchup and they go one way or the other. But the flavor profile of this is so different. And I mean, you taste it when you have a burger, but you're not quite sure what it is. You get... It's almost like a savory, sweet taste in all yeah. the flavors and yeah. with their own distinction. Like the smoke, I, you know, I like the smokiness. That's my favorite for me. I, it almost feels like I'm at a barbecue when I'm eating it. And mm-hmm. the zesty just has this thing that's just unusual when you, if you mix ketchup and mustard. And I really like what it's doing. And even the original, it's, it's such a different flavor profile um, and it's unique in a way that I think people will enjoy it if they just try it. And I encourage people to order the three pack off of Amazon and I'm not pitching it just because I'm, you're on the show. I'm literally pitching it because I think that it changes the way things are done and it changes the way we see condiments and it's a solution. You created a solution to a common problem, which is, what if I want both? Then I got to go try to squeeze both out. And are they proportioned properly and all that? And you think it's a little thing, but being in the food business, as long as I have portioning things like equally or getting that same bite out of every flavor, if I wanted both ketchup and mustard, you can't ever get them the same way twice if you're putting them on there. But this way you can. And it's just pretty cool how it provides a solution. Um, And I think that's where successful entrepreneurs really focus on is it's not that you just created a food, you know, because it was your mom's recipe or whatever. I think it's, and while those entrepreneurs are successful in a lot of ways, this one actually provides a solution, which I think is really cool. So thank you very much. And, I, you know, I tell you, Justin, interestingly enough, our, 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 we've heard many times that people who enjoy ketchup and mustard together are likely to find these products to be very interesting and very tasty and will, will meet their, their palate. Um, but also people who I, I've, I've talked to people now who, don't like you particularly care for ketchup, but they enjoy mustard and they taste the, the, the mustard ingredient. And so they get part of that, but then they get something else and, and they don't, they don't uh, recoil from, from the, the other flavor that they don't care for as much. And the same thing applies, you know, some people who like ketchup and don't like mustard and they like this product a lot. 
so it's it's been it's been fascinating to see how uh, how people are are once they taste it uh it's a, it's a special type of sauce that uh people generally find very very palatable very interesting i think it's uh, it's pretty cool and um what you got is i'm actually interested this is something i'm going to watch closely because I think it there's huge potential for it and I think that it's just incredible the way you guys have done it. Well, thank you. We're we uh we are at at this point very very pleased with the reception to the taste. And more than anything that's that's where it's we we felt from the beginning that it had it had to be something that people walked away and and said we we like this taste and we would like to try it again and try it on many different kinds of uh food food uh, creations and it it does have a little bit of it's it's a popular word but it's something called craveable and uh yeah. this this uh it fits so we're we're pleased so I love this too, um, and I really want to get into the whole Amazon thing, and we touched upon it a little bit at the last episode, but before we get into that, I want to talk about, I really like the experience of the way you guys ship the products, and for anyone in the audience, I will, I, I encourage people to sort of take a look at this, because, I mean, there were three bottles in there. There was like basically their little inserts that were cut out of cardboard and they're put in there perfectly so they don't break against each other. And then it's a fold over box. So you sort of fold open the box and these three mustard ketchups were, you know, displayed so well. And three bottles were just in, in every bottle, the label was facing you. Um, it was just so intentional. It wasn't like they were just stuck into the box. Um, it was intentional. I could read each one as I opened the box. The presentation was there. The way it opened the box and seeing all three, they didn't bang up against each other. You can see that the care and the time was taken to develop the packaging. So, I mean, I want to know more about it because obviously it's an intentional thing, but the whole following the customer service and customer experience all the way from the beginning to the end, I think is important. Well, I, the, the word you just used was experience. And this, while I, I emphasize the fact that the product was developed for its taste and it clearly is, is the, the important element. We also wanted this to be a fun product that would be a uh, just a fun experience, and that goes from uh, having it uh, one bottle at a time on the table to ordering it and having the packaging represent uh, hopefully the the care that's gone into the the total development of the the condiment itself. So thank you for noticing that too, because that's a that that was something we've we've spent a lot of time on i mean i assume um i mean for all the other entrepreneurs out there i mean i assume you had to find someone to customize that offering to you You had to go to a cardboard company or a person and and a Mm. designer and have them specifically design it for you guys absolutely we uh uh we work with a, a 
company called American Eagle Packaging uh, in Elgin, Illinois, and uh, their their folks are just terrific, uh, and they have worked with us very very closely, and uh, and listened to what we wanted, and and more as as much as anything, not only listened to what we wanted, but helped to to craft this thing with their expertise. And we're we're very grateful for for the packaging that they came up with. And I mean, so let's go into the next part. I mean, because I go onto your website, but you, I mean, you guys have decided to push everything through Amazon. Like that's your 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 hub. That's where you put it on. You don't mess with direct shipping yourself or anything like that. Um, and and so, how did you come to that decision? Okay, that's a good question. Uh, the we felt that the initial thrust of making the product available, uh, you know, this thing called Amazon, the, the good, the bad, and the, the indifferent about it, it is a spectacular capability to provide product nationally or beyond, and so. When you're a small startup like we were and are to some degree, um, we felt that it would be uh, to, to utilize their vast capability. And, uh, you know, I, this, this is a I think there are something like 100, 100 million Amazon Prime members uh, in the United States. And. So anywhere in the U.S. you can order our product or anybody's product uh, if, if you're Amazon Prime and you'll get it within two days and sometimes you'll get it the same day. So it's it's a spectacular distribution capability. And uh, so we started off with that because we wanted the availability to be there anywhere in the country as any one of uh, folks that, that were buying the product and, uh, we couldn't be in every grocery store in every geography to, to start, but with Amazon, you have that capability to be available anywhere in the U S. So, um, you know, we've, we've sold the product into 35 or 36 States, uh, at this point And, doing that without that kind of a capability would be awfully difficult to do. Yeah. I mean, and getting it out there or even finding it, I mean, it's just, it's an incredible story. I mean, really, because you were at a time where you could decide, you know, and some people argue whether or not you own your customers or not, but if Amazon has a hundred million customers, that's more than any single grocery store or grocery store chain for that matter. Um, sure. because of the ability and, and by owning it, I mean that hundred million is that it may be that Kroger or, or King supers has over a hundred million people shop there. I doubt it, but it's possible. But the thing about the prime thing is, is the access to them. Like if I go into a grocery store chain, I don't have access to a hundred million people. I don't. I mean, I have to go one by one. I have to buy shelf space. I have to, you know, pay a slotting fee, so on and so forth, before I even get my product on the shelf. And even after that, how many eyes does my product see? You know, only the ones in that grocery store. Where with Amazon, 
your eyes get to see that amount of people. And I got to tell you, the fee Amazon charges is a hell of a lot more um, efficient and worth the money than paying a sliding fee at a grocery store. And I'm probably going to get some grocery store chain coming after me or one of my customers upset that I work with. (laughs) But the truth is, is that's why. I mean, that's why the whole Whole Foods thing with Amazon works is because... You know, the the brick and mortar way, you can't get your products out there and seen in as many people. You don't get the varieties you can off the internet. And certainly, you know, trying to launch a product like yours would take so much more time and you'd have to fight against Heinz and, and Hunts and all those people. And we're not in that world anymore. And that's one of the things I really love about your product and what you guys are doing is um, we're getting back to the basics, really, of being consumers in buying products mind you we're not in our little ghost towns or villages and we only buy locally but it does give us the ability to buy um artisan products from wherever we are at at that type of level where your your product can succeed from an amazon because people can access it from anywhere where before that was impossible you had to be in the grocery stores right right no, I, I totally agree with everything you've just said. And uh, to to add on to that a little bit, we we do also recognize that we want to be in traditional, um, you know, traditional supply chain activity. And when I say that, I'm talking about uh, we we of course the product is produced, manufactured, and and. Uh, and we are located in the Chicago area, Chicago, Illinois. So on that basis, we, we have uh, been pushing uh, our, our emphasis on the Chicago market to begin with. Uh, and we're currently in 25 uh, grocery store, uh, mainly independent grocery stores in the Chicago area. And uh, so we're, we're increasing that and, and, and intend to expand from there but that that's that's the way we're starting the traditional on the shelf product availability as well well and i think it's you're getting the product out there so people are recognizing it on amazon and and by all means i don't have any problem with brick and mortar it's a lot of our business in in my sure. side and i truly believe that brick and mortar still exists and but i think in building a brand i mean you just said i think you said 35 states I mean, in order to do that, you would have been on the road. Gosh, I can't even imagine. I mean, I know, you know, I know what it's like on our end and and before the internet and traditional sales and how much time, uh, you know, that used to take for people to be on the road to build product lines and capital investment. So getting people to recognize your product before it goes into the grocery stores, I think is huge. And, um, I think we've talked about it quite a bit on the last episode, but I believe all your products are all natural. Is that correct? Yes. And there, go ahead. There will be called clean label, you know, uh, which is to suggest, uh, you know, no preservatives, uh, no high fructose, uh, corn syrup, uh, gluten-free, uh, no GMOs, 
cholesterol free. So it, it is a it is a clean label product, which is important to us as well. And I think the the whole connection there with Amazon and Whole Foods may pay off in the long run on that avenue. Um, but I think there's people out there that are really starting to take a look at that type of lifestyle. I'll call it a lifestyle because it's not a diet. It's actually a lifestyle. It's it's the way we we need to live and, and, and try to live as human beings, I believe, and, and try to have our products be more natural and fresh and, you know, um, less preservatives and things like that, that, that go in there. Now that doesn't mean that there aren't some necessities to food being healthy sure. and safe for us, but it does mean that a product like yours, I think has that whole side of it as well, which is that there isn't, it's gluten-free, which is great. As a person that has allergies to gluten, I love that. It has no mm-hmm. preservatives. It has no high fructose corn syrup. It has no genetically modified ingredients. And it has no artificial flavors or colors. So, I mean, what you're tasting is basically what it is. It's it's natural products, clean products, taken and mixed together in a bottle. And it's delicious. And I think it's just... I, I love the whole thing, and I love that you guys have really thought about the whole process. And I think if there's any grocery stores out there, this product is is a hit. I think people will enjoy it. It's different enough. It's it's not, and I don't think it's replicable. That's the other part is I've thought about like, okay, I was like, um, well, maybe Heinz would get into it or Hunts, and is that going to be a competitor to yours? But the reality is, is you guys have found your niche. And I think that within that, even if someone tried to imitate what you guys are doing, it's not going to get the same flavor profiles that you guys get. Because I can mix ketchup and mustard all day long, and I'm not getting the flavors that you guys are getting. No, that's absolutely true. That is absolutely true. Uh, it is. It is much more. It it it's much more than just ketchup and mustard. But it it has that base. Those those underlying ingredients that that make it a, a real interesting combination of mustard and ketchup ingredient but it has others other ingredients that form these three special flavor profiles yeah i love it so i mean hey. todd tell us about sort of i mean we talked about it a little bit before but i mean what is your real mm-hmm. I mean, we, we've talked about going into grocery stores, but I mean, what are your real goals as, as a company to grow this, uh, you and your partners, obviously, on where you guys want to be in the future? Well, it's, it's, it's fascinating because uh, there are logical steps which we're hopefully taking, um, but we're, we're a little bit of a disruptor as well. So we're finding... Uh, when I say that, it's it's a different, it's a new, almost a new category of of condiment, and uh, so it takes a little bit of education on our end to explain it appropriately and properly to uh, to the different levels of of, uh, of grocery uh, chains, etc. But where where we really want to, we want to ensure that we're doing it right. And so we, we have been taking it, uh, not, not slowly, but we, we've been taking it methodically, 
to to build up the reputation that we want with the product in the Chicago area first. And so once once we achieve that, we will look to replicate uh, in other areas of the country. And that's that's how we're going to move it along. So uh, it it to some degree we're we're doing a, a kind of a bootstrap approach with this. So it it's, uh, it it will grow at its own pace, but um, that's that's the way we're approaching it. Yeah, I think it's it's really cool idea, and I and I know that there's an industry forming in it. Um, the other day we were in uh, Georgia uh, for work, and we went into a Kroger's there, and I we saw on the shelf uh, a mayo mustard mix, uh, a ranch ketchup mix, a mayo ketchup mix, and a mayo barbecue sauce mix. So I mean, other people are recognizing there's an industry out there, which is why. I'm like, there. this has got legs and people are wanting their things mixed. And we talked before about peanut butter and jelly being in the same jar. It's the same right. idea. And I think the difference is, and I did check this because I was wanting to do another podcast with you guys, is none of those products I saw were even close to clean label when they're mixing it. And I think that's the real differentiator is they're not even close. And even if they're gluten-free or whatever, they're still not clean labeling it as you guys are with in, in getting the shelf stability that you guys are getting the, the flavor profile you guys are getting. And, and so I think that it's, there is an industry there. And I think that what you guys are doing with keeping the labels clean are just so important. Great. Well, it's, it clearly, it, it was one of our, you know, foundational goals was to do just that to, to not only have something that tasted good, but also meeting the, the you know, sort of the, the requirements of this, uh, you know, clean label type product. And I have been very interested, Justin, to see how many people will, uh, will take a look at the, the, the product or take a look at the condiment, the bottle, and they instantly start looking at the ingredients and the label and, what's uh what's in it and running through that and i'm i'm we're just so pleased that we have something that um makes makes people smile when you're looking for something that's that's clean i and i love it so i mean is there any desire to get into other condiment mixing or you're sort of going to just see where the different flavors come from from mustard ketchup i know we talked about it before and it's been almost a month since we last talked. Yeah. So I was wondering, I mean, is there mayo in the mix? Is there a barbecue sauce in the mix? I mean, in, in the mix, I mean, literally in the mix. Um, yeah. Uh, we have a number of uh, iterations, if you will, or extensions to what we have with these three. Our 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 greatest interest at the moment is to to not kind of, get a little bit over our skis, so to speak, uh, with introducing too many, uh, extensions too quickly, but we do have a number of them on the drawing board and in development right now, uh, to, to, to make available, you know, at some point down the road. So mainly we are 
trying to focus and stay focused uh, on the mustard ketchup combination as the basis uh, because it 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 just feels to us like there are a number of taste profiles that are, are I mean we've put some some basically together and looked at it and tasted and and there are some illogical extensions that we'd, we'd like to keep um, to what we're doing as opposed to, you know, getting into some line of, uh, of, of barbecue sauce rating. And this isn't to denigrate or what have you. It's just there are a lot of good people in the barbecue sauce business. Uh, this, this is something different. This is something different. And we want to maintain that differentiator from from what else is on the market today and i'm willing to bet i mean just because as as my business goes forward this crossed my mind that there's probably a lot of ways that i mean there's pair-ups that i can think of you know in in bundling stuff and i i've got to imagine that as time gets out and the more this gets out there that there's going to be people that represent you know, clean label bratwurst, for example, or burgers or meatballs and stuff that want to use your products with it? Because I have tried it with all of those, just so the audience knows, with bratwurst, with hamburgers, with with different items. I've even tried it on vegetables because I was curious. And it, yeah. it's obviously, it just has a dipping sauce like I would a ranch, sure. and it's pretty incredible. And the the side of it that I like is that if there is the the healthier side of it being clean label. So I'm just, you know, I, I've, you know, I've, we had a friend over the other day and I don't eat much corn, but they were putting it right on their corn on the cob. They were mixing it with their butter and literally putting it right on their corn on the cob, which I thought really? was interesting, but I'm like, okay, Great. well that might make sense. And th- it didn't taste bad at all. And um, it actually tasted very good. And it's just there's so many things that it can be paired with, you know, in whether it's, you know, down the road, you guys looking at commercial packaging for restaurants and, and food service and things like that and the stadium yeah. to bring it all the way back, I think is yeah. such a great idea because I think there's so many marriages there that we're seeing in the future where people are going to start worrying about, you know, well, what kind of ketchup really is this? You know, why am I going to buy an all-natural clean-label bratwurst if I can't put all-natural clean-label condiments on it. And yeah. so that's sort of what, uh, what we're seeing here. And I think you guys are perfectly teed up and at the right time of building your business to go there. Great. Well, I, we're, 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 we're excited that we feel, you know, the same way, Justin, that, that the timing looks good and, uh, we're, we just want to get it, get it out there and make it available and, uh, let people, let people taste it and, and enjoy it. So that's, that's what we want to do. So Todd, I mean, you, I'm going to give you the floor. I mean, I don't know if there's <laughs> anything more you want to say, but I want to make sure that as we start to wrap things up, that you have the time to, I mean, you guys obviously want to come on the podcast. I really want to do another episode with you guys once you start to look at your variation on flavors and and talk about how your business has grown definitely by the beginning of next year because i think 
the holidays are going to be an outstanding time of year. And as you get into spring and people are back in the barbecue, I'm, I'm really interested to see how all of this goes. Sure. But I mean, as we, before we get off, I just, I want to sort of just give you the floor and, and let you talk about anything that you want to talk about. I mean, we really dove in last time about your family and, and the family unit and family in the business and all of that. So, but I think there's probably a whole other spectrum of, of just things with you personally in the business that maybe you want to talk about. Sure. Well, Justin, thank you so much. Uh, this is really wonderful to have an opportunity to do this follow up with you. Uh, I, I would say, and I just a couple minutes ago, we were talking about the, the the usage for for these condiment products and where you can use it and i i i would recommend to your your listeners if if they are so interested in muscatch that on our website we do have a uh a, a specific button for uh on our home page for recipes and uh, many 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 different usages for our products and and they're all detailed and outlined in recipes uh on the website so i think that would be something that uh that would be uh worth worthwhile for for some of your listeners if if they find the product interesting um i do think too that you know overall we we are concentrating on the chicago area at the moment as i said uh, one additional thing is that means we're putting uh, more, more into, uh, public relations and advertising, which is something, uh, you know, for a startup that at some point becomes required. And, and we're, we're having fun with it. We, we just did a 30 second uh, radio commercial, uh, which is being aired, uh, in, the, uh, and every uh, Northwestern uh, football game uh, during the first half, uh, you know, so every game this season, we'll have a little 30-second blurb on on Muscash that was actually done by my wife, Ann, and me. Oh, so that's it's, incredible. It's been, it's been really uh, – it's been run twice – at this point for two of the games and uh, it will be on every game subsequent. And so we're, we're pleased to have a, uh, uh, an arrangement with, with Northwestern. Uh, and of course, Ann and I, uh, having, having, uh, gone to Northwestern and met there, it, uh, it has special meaning for us, uh, as well as my brother, Scott, who also graduated from the business school there. So anyway, and now uh, we just need to get them to serve it at all the sporting events there on campus. That would be great. Boy, oh boy. If we could do that, that, that would be a, a fun a fun thing to do and hopefully something that we can, we can work toward. But, uh, you know, overall, and maybe just to finish out, I, I just think that, that this is a product that if people have the opportunity to taste it that uh, they're going to like it uh it makes a wonderful gift uh you know some and when i say that we've had a lot of people on amazon that uh, use that avenue to they they taste it themselves and 
we'll see a reorder that goes to somebody's an, another name in the family somewhere else, a brother or sister or parents or what have you. So uh, we we encourage and hopefully that's a good sign for us as well that people are willing to uh, to give it as a as a uh, kind of a fun gift. Well, and there's nothing like word of mouth marketing. I mean, I don't think there's, I mean, no matter how much you pay or how much you promote or you use social media at the end of the day, if people enjoy the product, they're going to tell their friends about it and they're going to let people try it while they're there. And I think that's so important to anyone. And it's sort of hard in the world that we live in when we want to push everything digitally, but in food, you got to get people to taste it. You got in yeah. beverages, you got to get people to drink it to, to spread the word. Otherwise it's, it doesn't just happen. Right. You know, it's not right. like clothes where I see it online. And I'm like, Ooh, that looks good. I'll buy that. You know, you yeah. want to really try it, but, and you have to rely on people's opinions and trust their opinions. So, Hopefully, people listening in trust my opinion at this point on products. I hope they do. Um, and I do recommend really taking the time and buying a three-pack. It's twenty-seven ninety-eight online. And um, normally, I don't promote actually buying it or trying it as much as I do. I do encourage people to try everyone's brand that's on here. People are taking their time. But this is something that I think is a game-changer in the food world. And anyone out there who's like trying to be in the food business or wants to be a food entrepreneur, the real thing is providing solutions to people with a product. And that's exactly what you're doing. So I, I really enjoy that. And, and Todd, really thank you for taking the time to come on the podcast again. Absolutely, Justin. I, uh, we're, we're grateful that you would have us. Thank you. Yeah, and I just, and I'm going to say this again on some next episodes, but you're the first episode on what we're calling season two. And season mm-hmm. two is we're basically, and so the audience knows, we're switching to a record release format. We're not recording and waiting to release them to fill time slots. Um, everyone in the audience, we've heard you guys, we've heard your feedback over the last few months in particular that you want us to record and release. Um, so that's what we're going to do. So this episode will release literally 24 hours after it's recorded within that 24 hours, we're going to edit it minorly and, uh, leave it as natural as we can get it, uh, tweak some background noises that end up happening. And then we're going to send it out for everyone to listen to. So Todd, congratulations. You're the first episode of the season two format. And so, I think it's pretty cool, and um, so that's what we're doing. So thank you, everyone, for listening in. And anyone who's listening in, I also, if you want to look up Must Catch, it's www.mustcatch.com. That's M-U-S-T-K-E-T-C-H dot com, and that's their same. They're at Must Catch on Instagram and Facebook. You can find them. I encourage you guys to look at their their pictures. Um, and actually, I'm going to drag this on, and everyone thought I was just going to stop. Who does all of your Instagram photos, Todd? Because they're incredible. Oh, great. Boy, am I glad to hear that. I, uh, my, my son, our son Jack Summers out in San Diego, uh, brought us a, uh, a group uh gal by the name of shannon fox who heads up uh the uh 
uh, a marketing digital marketing firm that that does social media and uh Jarnard Sutton is another gentleman who's involved with the photos specifically and they they put those things together and they do a great job yeah it is um it's incredible and i i just and i like that and i'm just i wanted to go in this so i'm just going to go and then the audience can i'll let them go but really i like how there's some personal pictures intermittent intermixed with the um with the professional or personal photos intermixed with the Uh professional photos and Uh i can't speak today apparently and i just think that the whole story uh is so well done the particularly the post uh with you and your wife that sort of it shows you guys where you came from um obviously it's your your wedding photo but it sort of gets us to know who's behind all the pictures and where the idea came from and i Mm -hmm. love the personal touch and like i said the photos are just phenomenal and again i really encourage people to follow you guys on instagram because you're doing social media and the photos in the way that I think it should be done in the professional way with food. And if I can't taste it, it needs to be a pretty high quality photo. So wonderful to hear Justin, that you feel that way. And thank you so much. Well, and thank you again. And Todd, I definitely look forward to having you guys back on again as we explore the future. Hopefully by then you're in, uh, Northwestern and in all the stadiums for their sporting events, but I'll keep working on that online by pushing in and letting people know that that's what we do. I guess you could probably sign a petition or something. Who knows? It all comes <laughs> down to the buyers. That's the whole thing in food. There it all comes go. down to the buyers. Sure. And, um, but in the audience, thank you everyone for listening in again, check out must catch online and really try, uh, look at their Instagram account. Um, I'm Justin Bazaar. If you want to reach out to me, it's Justin at thefoodentrepreneurs.com. If you're interested in being on the show or have any feedback, again, thank you for everyone who's been emailing me and direct messaging me with comments and suggestions. And and we are listening to them. We're going to employ a lot of them in what we're calling season two as we move forward. So thank you, everyone, and have a great day.